For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Lux presents Hollywood. The Lux Radio Theater brings you George Brent and Kay Francis in The Lady is Willing. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Cecil B. DeMille. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. An American soldier in North Africa can't tell who he's going to see these days. A man rides up in a jeep, and it turns out to be the President of the United States. A liberator bomber drops from the sky and outsteps the Prime Minister of England. A sergeant dives into an air raid shelter, and who should be sitting there, calm as you please, but Kay Francis. Kay came back to Hollywood last week, and tonight the Lux Radio Theater celebrates her return to the quieter kind of drama by co-starring her with one of our longtime favorites, George Brent. We borrowed George from the Coast Guard. And our play tonight is the Columbia Picture Success the lady is willing. Needless to say, so are we. It's a romantic comedy about an actress, a foundling, and a doctor who have some very exciting adventures together. We recommend it for your entertainment this evening. And later, we'll ask Kay about her adventures abroad. You may be interested, too, in a conference I had the other day in my office, making plans for our new picture, The Story of Dr. Wassell. That's the story of the country doctor who drew the attention of President Roosevelt by his work of mercy during the Battle of Java. We were talking about costumes when someone remarked, I guess you won't need any Lux Flakes for this picture. He meant, of course, that for dramatic purposes, the battle-scarred uniforms in the picture needed to look dirty, not clean. But my heckler had forgotten a group of girls on the island of Java who will be wearing gay-colored sarongs. Take it from me, in these days, the motion picture business doesn't waste any materials or fabrics. But Technicolor requires that pictures, that costumes look just as fresh at the end of the picture as they do when we start. So our method will be the same one you use at home, Lux Flakes. Now here's the curtain for The Lady is Willing. And the first act, starring George Brent as Dr. McBain and Kay Francis as Liza Madden. <laughs> Yes, a baby is missing. Perhaps kidnapped. No one knows for certain. However, the newsboy's clamor is of no concern for the moment to Kenneth Hamlin and Leona Budd, manager and secretary to New York's newest stage star, Elizabeth Madden. High above the street in her apartment, Ken and Buddy are pondering the imponderable. Their boss, Liza Madden. Precisely why am I sitting here, Buddy? Precisely, I don't know. 
Liza called and said for both of us to meet her here. How long ago was that? Oh, about half an hour. Doesn't she think I have anything else to do? I'm getting pretty well fed up with Liza Madden and her whims, which from beginning to end is a distinct understatement. You don't think I love every minute of it, do you? Where did she call from? I told you she said she was calling from a drugstore and for us to be here. She had a surprise. You know what happened the last time? Yeah, she brought home that old brown bear. Incidentally, the zoo's getting very nasty about the feed bill. Buddy, you don't suppose Liza got married? In a drugstore? Well, could she? She could. <laughs> she can do anything but hang on to money. Oh, which reminds me, Mary Lou has to get the groceries. Have you got $10, Ken? If I have, it's all I've got. Well, give it to me. Mary Lou! Yes, sir? Will you come here, please? Yes, sir? Grocers put us on a cash basis. He found out he couldn't cash glamour. Yes, sir, Miss Buddy. Mary Lou, here, will you buy the groceries? Better get something good for shock. Yes, sir, I sure will, Miss Buddy. Ken, have you ever realized what a heavenly luxury just being bored would be? Buddy! Buddy! Well, here we go. What is it, Liza? In here? Buddy! Buddy, call a doctor, quick! A doctor? What for? Say, what is that thing you have there? Get me a doctor. Liza, what have you got? A baby. Look! A what? A baby! That's what I thought you said. Now, hurry, buddy. Call somebody important and find out who's the best optician in town. It's a little late for that, isn't it? Maybe you mean a pediatrician. I mean a baby doctor, not a foot doctor. A baby doctor for babies. Oh, never mind. I'll do it all myself. You're going to have to. Hello? Hello, this is Miss Madden. The manager, please. Oh, uh, well, look. Will you come up to my apartment now? Right now. I want some alterations. And by the way, who's the best obstetrician in town? Not obstetrician, pediatrician, and hang up. Uh, McBane. Dr. McBain. Send him over here immediately. Yes, immediately. I have a baby now. What? Yes, sir. I said a baby. Buddy, is there anything in the lease that says that I can't have a baby? That depends. Well, hello? I don't care what the lease says. I've already got a baby. Well, how could I tell you? I didn't know it myself until a half hour ago. No, no. Hello, I, I don't care about your rules. They're silly. And come up here right away about the alterations. Now, look, Liza, will you stop chewing the scenery to shreds and tell us just what's the idea? If possible. Where'd you steal it? Wonderful and beautiful. Will you quit smoothing that kid and tell us where you got it? Stop calling it it. It's a her. All right, where did you get her? I just took her. She's mine now. Liza, look, let's start talking sense. No matter how much you want to, you just can't play foundling home without a license. Now tell Mama and Papa all about it. Yes, what's the idea? I was coming from the theater in a cab up 8th Avenue. There was a traffic jam in that block of awful rooming houses, police cars and everything. So I got out to see what had happened. Naturally. It didn't occur to there you. There was a very excitable Italian and some policemen. It seems the man was a rooming housekeeper, and some people had abandoned this precious little darling in one of his rooms. And poor Joe was just crying fit to break your heart. Joe? Yeah, Joe who? Joe. That's what I decided to call her. Joanna. It's odd and it's cute. All right, so Joe was crying. So I said to the policeman, give me the baby. And he did. Of course he did. And the minute I took hold of her, she stopped crying and smiled. She reached up and broke my string of pearls and, and just gooed and gurgled so happily. To the accompaniment of pearls tinkling across the floor. That was a $6,000 gurgle. Oh, don't be silly. It wasn't a silly deed she wanted. She was just reaching for me instinctively. We were meant for each other. Oh, and so, well, I just walked out of there and brought her home where she belongs. You just brought her home where she belongs. Didn't the cops remark about it? I know. They will. Off stage, I can hear the bloodhounds baying on the fence. Oh, the policemen don't know anything about it. They were too busy trying to understand the excitable Italian. They never even noticed me, though. It's a perfect crime. Crime has nothing to do with it. Oh, uh, maybe it's technically against the law, but what of it? You'll know what of it. You'll find out in Sing Sing's laundry. Oh, it's so simple, Ken. Now, you get busy with a lot of lawyers and make Joanna mine legally. That's your job. Give me my hat. Ours not to reason why... Liza, is that a baby you got there? Look, Milo, isn't she an angel? Oh, angel, right from heaven. Who's this big chair belong to, Miss Liza? She's mine, Milo. Isn't it wonderful? Oh, my. Yours? Ain't you the sly with no Miss Liza, and I never know the thing. <laughs> what? Oh, no, 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 Mary Lou. Now, now you mustn't Oh, think. no, Mary Lou. You mustn't think what half the English-speaking populace is going to think. Come in. Uh, Miss Elizabeth Madden? Yes, you're, uh... Well, I'm Dr. Corey McBain. Is this the sick infant? Joanna is not sick. Oh. I simply called you to examine her. 
make up a daily schedule for. Food, exercise, everything. I mean everything physical, of course. I'm going to take care of her cultural development myself. Well, I'm sure there's no one more competent. Let me see the infant. Mm. Isn't she just too precious? Hmm. Well, the infant's test seems to be all right. Now, uh... Now, please don't say infant. It sounds so unaffectionate, as though she had no personality. Please call her Joanna. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Joanna needs different clothes. These aren't suitable. Oh, yes, sir. And I suggest that you choose a different name for Joanna. A different name? Yes. This girl happens to be a boy. Oh, oh no, Doctor. Doctor, she can't be. She was wearing all pink. And everybody knows that boys wear blue and girls wear pink. Don't you know that? Well, I'm sorry, Miss Madden, but that's hardly a scientific method of determination. How is she, Doctor? All right? Well, the male infant I've just examined is in quite good health. Male? You mean Joanna's a boy? Yes. Well, well, wonders never cease. Well, here's the prescription. That's all I can offer. Oh, just this book? Simple rules for the care of infants. Well, that's all you need under the circumstances. Good day. Oh, wait a moment, please, Doctor. Yes? Hello? Who? Oh, Gensler. Well, just a minute. Say, Liza, did you order a special fur coat sent to the actor's home? Yes. It's for Emmeline Friedhoff. For whom? Friedhoff. You remember. She was a great actress before we were born. Well, somebody told me she was living on charity in that cold, clammy home. So I have Gensler pick up some skins and make her a coat. Oh. Gensler? Carry on. I'll see you in debtor's prison. Well, pardon, Miss Madden, but uh, did I hear you correctly? You were worried for fear an aged woman might be cold? Yes. And your way of keeping her warm was to send her a fur coat. Was that your solution? Mm-hmm. Oh, Miss Madden, I've taken the liberty of writing down the name and address of a colleague of mine. Here. I earnestly urge that you visit him as soon as possible. But, Doctor, I'm in perfect health. My colleague doesn't practice medicine. He's a psychiatrist. <laughs> What's he supposed to do when you hit the right one? Whistle through his teeth? Of course not. How about Burnett, honey? No? Well, then, uh, Bailey. Baptiste? Look, Liza, if you don't take my advice, Baptiste will be passing you gumdrops through the bars at Sing Sing. Let me smuggle a little, uh, let me sneak him into the police station some night and then run like everything. Stop being childish. Go see some more lawyers. I've and... seen all the lawyers in town, Liza. Technically, you're a kidnapper, and there's nothing to do with the baby but turn him over to the authorities. Nonsense. I'm going to adopt him. Liza, you can't do it. You're unmarried. You're so broke, you couldn't buy this kid a free lunch. Well, that's all you need. They don't let people adopt babies unless they're married or have money. Hello, everybody. How's the happy little family? Oh, buddy, I just can't find a name for him. Well, you could make one up. Yeah, make up a number. Then he won't feel slighted when you get one. That is an idea, buddy. Let's see now. George, Harry. Oh, Carrie. How about Gus? I've got it. Corey. How about Corey, darling? Yeah. You see? He likes it. You're all confused with what I'm going to have to commit to keep us out of jail. Harry, Corey. See what you can do with a buddy. Mr. Ken, what do you think that baby Miss Lizes ought to be called? The last straw. But don't that sound like a racehorse? Yeah, yes, it do, but still. Hello, Miss Eliza Madden's apartment. Huh? George, how many times do I have to tell you not to call me during my business hours? I don't want to... Huh? What? The police? They coming up here? They is? Oh, Lord, me. Miss Eliza, Miss Eliza, the police! Well, Miss Eliza, the police, they coming up here. What? The police, two police and a police lady, they coming up here for the baby. Well, well, just keep calm. Oh, sure. Incidentally, you have lovely wrists for handcuffs. Now, just keep calm, buddy. Keep calm, everybody. And Mary Lou, uh, hide the toys in the, uh, the icebox, yes. And, 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 buddy, you take Corey and hide him in the icebox. No, no, I, I mean, take him out of here and take him over to that vacant apartment down the hall. The important thing for everybody is to keep our heads. <laughs> this Miss Madden's apartment? Yes, sir. We'd like to see Miss Madden. I'm Miss Madden's secretary. May I help? No. We want to see Miss Madden. You may go, Mary Lou. I'm sorry, sir, but this is the hour when Miss Madden rests. Is that the photographer, buddy? No, dear, it isn't. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Well, you must be the people to see about the decorating I want done. Uh, no, we aren't, Miss Madden. I'm Sergeant Barnes of the Detective Division. This is Mrs. Cummings of the Child Welfare Department and Patrolman Murphy. How do you do? Make yourselves at home. What is it you want? A police benefit appearance? Uh, no, Miss Madden. I'd like to ask you a few questions about a baby. A, a baby? baby? A baby was abandoned in a rooming house. Oh, how awful. Murphy here was investigating when a young woman offered to hold the baby for him. Yes. And she walked off with the baby. Well, don't you worry a bit, Mr. Murphy. She'll turn up. Things always happen, happen for the best. Uh, and... We traced the baby through a cab driver to this apartment. You can't have babies here. It's, it's against the rules. She probably just went in the front door and out the back. Criminals often do that. It's called throwing the police off the scent. Yes, yes, yes. So I've heard. However, Miss Madden, if it's all the same to you, I'd like to look through your apartment. Perhaps there's a baby kicking around you haven't noticed. Why, certainly, Sergeant. Help yourself. Go right through the place and stand the turn. Buddy, don't you. Well, have I seen everything, Miss Bud? Except the chute that hooshes the bodies down into the East River. I guess you're convinced, aren't you, Sergeant? Well, I'm sorry to have bothered you, Miss Madden. You understand, though, don't you? Perfectly. And I'm very happy to have met you. And you too, Mr. Murphy. And you, Mr. Cummings. Thank you, Miss Madden. Well, I guess we'll be going. Oh, oh, sorry, I was about to not. Oh, do come in. These folks are about to go. Uh, no, thank you. I was just instructed by the house manager to tell you that under the unusual circumstances, we can allow you to have the apartment next door for a nursery for your new baby. Ah, what's that, what's that? Look, pal, will you try and get us a connecting bath at Sing Sing? <laughs> Yes, that's everything, Liza. You ready, Mrs. Cummings? Yes. Do you want to get the baby, Miss Madden? Wait a minute. You get all the toys, buddy? And the little blue blankets? Oh, and... stop stalling, will you? The more you prolong it, Miss Madden, the more difficult it's going to be. Right. You I'll don't have to tell me that, Mrs. Cummings. I know it. And I still want to keep them as long as I can. Oh, you'd understand if you had a child of your own. I have five children of my own, Miss Madden. Oh. Well, I I'm terribly sorry. But then you do know. Of course I do. Well, I... I guess that's it. I guess. No. You've made me think a little. Yes. I was thinking that by the time I got way uptown, it'll be almost seven, and I live in Brooklyn. It's a long trip. I was just wondering... Yes, uh, you were I, wondering? I was wondering if the ends of justice wouldn't be served just as well if I left the baby here with you tonight. I could stop and get him in the morning. Oh, I'm sure it'll be all right. I know it will, really. I think it will, too. I'll get along now, Miss Madden. See you tomorrow. Good night. Good night, Mrs. Cummings. Hey, where'd she go? She forgot the baby. No, no, she didn't give him to me. There, dear, Corey. I can have you for one more night. You mean she's going to leave him here till tomorrow? Isn't it wonderful? Well, yeah, but I'm wondering. Did she do us a favor? <laughs> Something just has to be done. I want Corey more than anything else in the world. Liza, do we have to go through all this again at this hour? Even if I could pass a miracle, it's too late. It isn't too late to be married. Well, there does have to be a party of the second part for those things, you know. And I don't think that you... Ken, gonna... listen. Huh? Oh, but... Now, Liza, don't look at me that way. No. Ken? No, I won't. I, I will not marry you. I'll sign your notes. I'll defraud your producers. I'll help you steal babies. But I won't become the father of your child. I don't see why I haven't thought of this before. We can find a justice of the peace somewhere and... Miss Liza! Miss Liza, the baby, something's happened. He's fought a purple all over his stomach. He's what? I can. Can call that doctor. It isn't typhoid, Miss Madden. Are you sure? Definitely. Oh, Doctor. And Miss Madden, these um, these pants the child has been wearing, where did you get them? I made them myself. Out of what kind of material, please? Why, uh, the jeans. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> well, after this, would you please give a little thought of that very ordinary substance known as cotton? This stuff is rougher than double O sandpaper. Oh, honey. Honey, it was all my fault. Oh, I'm so sorry, Corey, darling. Uh, now, Miss Madden. Yes, Doctor? Uh, oh, his name's Corey, too. Huh? Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice name, isn't it? Oh, I made it up. Oh, you did? You did. Oh, you, oh, I see. Well, I uh, I suggest you get Corey some ordinary cotton garments, and I'll leave a prescription for the rash. Thank you, Doctor. I guess they'll know how to take care of him at the home. Home? 
Are you sending him to a home? I'm not sending him. They're taking him to the baby welfare home. Just because of some stupid technicality. I take it everything's under control, Doctor? Yes. Will you come with me? I have a prescription. You can sit at that desk and write, Dr. McBain. Oh, thank you. Miss uh, Madden seems quite broken up over losing the baby. Yes. So am I. Not over the kid, over Liza. That kid's the only thing she's ever really wanted for herself. And I don't see what's so criminal about that. Lots of women want babies and get them. Well, in a much less spectacular fashion, Miss Bud. Well, no mother would ever take better care of her child. For instance, look, Liza even had the bar torn out. Said it was a bad atmosphere for Corey. <laughs> Where's the prescription? <laughs> well, what's so funny? You? Uh, uh, Miss Madden, I'm sorry. I wasn't laughing at you, really. I, I was laughing because of your misguided devotion for that child. Uh, you think I'm crazy. Well, I didn't say so. You told me to go see a... Uh, Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. That's a nuts doctor. He treats insane people. Well, Miss Madden, even sane people sometimes go to see a psychiatrist. Went to one myself once. Wanted something I couldn't have, too. Not a baby. Oh, no. No, rabbits. 365,422 rabbits. I needed their livers. Hmm. Where's the prescription, buddy? I'll get it filled and... Miss Madden, at this hour, you better let me go with you. Thanks. Matter of fact, I hardly think you'll find a drugstore open now. Oh, never mind that, Doctor. You just go right along with her. If she can't find one, she'll build one and open it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you, Miss Madden. You made fun of me. But I didn't. Of course you did. All that nonsense about a... a, a psychiatrist? About going to a psychiatrist because you wanted rabbits. Well, I wasn't trying to be funny. I did want them, and I still do. What on earth for? Well, I wanted to prove or disprove a theory of mine about a pneumonia cure. But I'd have to study it in the bloodstream of 17 generations of rabbits, which amounts to 365,422 rabbits exactly. I don't see why it's so complicated. All you'd need to start would be two rabbits. Now, surely two rabbits wouldn't be very hard to get or expensive. No, but every time I started, a personal disaster came along and I had to go back to babies. You see, there's no money in research, and certain people kept telling me I was crazy, wanting to give up a successful practice for something there was no money in. And I finally believed it myself. <laughs> That's when I went to the booby doctor. Did he think you were crazy? No. Neither do I. Dr. McBain, will you marry me? I asked you, would you marry me? Well, I... I'm not asking you to do anything unethical. You won't even have to speak to me in the elevator if you don't want to. Oh, Miss Madden, I... It will be extremely practical and get us both what we want. I want my baby. The welfare couldn't refuse, could it, if I'm married to a baby doctor? No. And you want thousands and thousands of rabbits, don't you? Well, yes, but Well, I... I've already taken the next apartment. And you can put your rabbits in the pot I don't need for a nursery. I know, but you don't know anything about me. Nonsense. I... You were recommended by the manager of my apartment. And you like rabbits. Now, nobody who likes rabbits could be very vicious. Now, look, you don't marry people the same day you examine their babies. But if you marry me, everything becomes so simple and logical. Miss Madden, marriage is never simple and seldom logical. Besides, it will improve your standing when you start practicing again. I always have much more confidence in a doctor when he has a picture of his baby on his desk. Miss Madden, you don't mind if I sit down on the curb, do you? No. No, I'll just sit right down with you. Now, it won't take long at all. I was married in my last place, and I know just how to do it. Morning would be the best time, because then we could go right down and have the baby adopted. And you wouldn't waste any time getting started on your rabbit. You don't That's understand that. with you, newspaper lady. Oh, just a minute, boy. Could I have one of your cards, please, Doctor? Yeah, now, look, I can't go Sonny, it. I'd like to have you meet Dr. McLean, my fiancé. Hiya, Doc. Now, here's a dollar. I want you to call him at 7.30 tomorrow morning at the number on this card. Yes, ma'am, 7.30 tomorrow. What'll I tell him? Tell him not to forget to marry me. Francis and George Brent will return in just a moment for Act Two of The Lady is Willing. Nowadays, it's a tragedy when stocking runs pop and a perfectly good pair of stockings says... A dew, a dew can't bring the dew. Yes, the dew, I can no longer stay with you. Stay with you. Now, runs can be due to a number of things. Snags, for example, when stockings catch on chairs. Or, in the case of rayon stockings, if you wear them before they're thoroughly dry. But just as often, the wrong way of washing can make stocking threads tender so they break easily. I'm sure the advice your stockings would give, if they could, would be... Oh, build your holes a life of luxury, and then they will do well for thee. 
The reason I'm so sure you'll get better wear if you luck stockings every night is that a famous laboratory, the United States Testing Company, Incorporated, recently made a whole series of tests. They repeatedly washed rayon stockings different ways, then tested them on an almost human machine that pulls and stretches them the way you do when you wear them. And here's what they found. Luxing cut down runs over 50%. Yes, stockings washed with new improved Lux went into runs far less quickly than those rubbed with cake soap or washed with a strong soap. And that went for silk, nylon, cotton stockings, too, as well as rayon. So better stick to Lux these days. And don't, by the way, let stockings be around for several days before luxing. The perspiration can do damage. Lux them nightly. Be sure to dry rayon 24 to 48 hours. Now, to sum up... Oh, give your holes a life of luxury, and then they will do well for thee. We pause now for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Lady is Willing, starring George Brent as Dr. McBain and Kay Francis as Liza Madden. Elopements are sometimes new, but when a famous stage star elopes, it's a headline. And that's exactly what happened to Liza Madden. To be sure, she married Dr. Corey McBain merely as a matter of convenience and on one day's acquaintance. Now, on her husband's arm, she swirls through photographers into the lobby of her apartment house. Thanks a lot, Miss Madison. Take good care of it, Doc. We'll give you a nice break, Liza. Okay, that's a promise. I'm sorry, Liza. Thanks again. You're perfectly welcome, boys. Aren't they sweet, Doctor? Yes. Well, what's the matter with you? Nothing, nothing. However, I innocently thought such things only happened in the movies. Oh, not at all. Good morning, Miss Madison, and congratulations. Well, thank you, Joe. That's the date, Kurt. You'll get to know him. Well, come on, let's hurry. I just can't wait to see the baby. Oh, where is that elevator? I presume somewhere between this floor and the 45th. Yes, I know, but... Uh, oh, here it is. Sorry. Why, sorry, darling. Oh, uh, hello, Francis. Hello. What do you mean, hello? Now, Carl, you can just give me a nice big kiss. I don't run into you so much anymore. Now. Now, please, Francis, please. Oh, don't worry, darling. It's indelible lipstick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is uh, Mrs. McBain, uh, Mrs. McBain. Oh, darling, you're still all thumbs, aren't you? Listen to him. Mrs. McBain, Mrs. McBain. Never mind my ex-husband. I'm Mrs. McBain. What's your name? Well, it's, uh, it's all a great big surprise to me, but I guess I'm Mrs. McBain number two. What? How interesting. As far as I know, I'm number one. I'm in the dark. What number am I? Uh, two. <laughs> well, I guess I must be the last. You were just married this morning. Have you found out about his rabbits yet? He has a perfect mania for them. The first time he says rabbits, run. Well, thank you. You know, Corey, you filled out a little. Oh, do you think so? Well, goodbye, Francis. Your coach didn't pull like that when we were married. <laughs> well, I take it that was one of the uh, more personal disasters that ends up with your work. Well, yes, one of them. <laughs> you don't uh, have to squirm like that, Doctor. You can have that coat let out for your next wedding. Now, listen, don't rub it in. Welcome home, Miss Liza. Hello, everybody. It's the girl bride, Ken. Here we go. Hiya. Miss Liza, don't you walk across that threshold. Wait a minute, wait. What for? Ain't no bride coming fresh in this house unless she's totally across the threshold. Come on, Mary Lou, don't be so sentimental. Yes, but it's bad luck just to walk in. I don't mind. And you don't? No, it's a very pleasant tradition. Well, just you pick up, Doctor. That's right. And over you go. Well, you got a launch, Doc. Congratulations. Buddy, how's the baby? Oh, fine. Now, if you're strong enough to face facts, you'd better come in and have a look at the nursery before the decorator puts in a scenic railway. Oh, it's going to be adorable, I know. All it needs is a guy going through selling cotton candy on a stick. Oh, isn't it wonderful? Yeah, in a monstrous sort of way. It's just too beautiful. I do think you could use more stripes on that wall, though. Oh, yeah, it just screams for more. Isn't it heavenly, Corey, darling? What, huh? Oh, she doesn't mean you. Oh. 
Looks like somebody around here is going to be called Junior. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if you're serious. Come on, I'll show you the rest of your apartments right in here. Hey, what's them crazy? Oh, what's this? Where you hang your hat. And all that? Future bunny homes, Doctor. Oh, and this crate? The big one? Oh, that came not long after you left. Park Avenue Pet Shop sent it. More bunnies. I know, but I didn't order any rabbits. You weren't supposed to order anything. Just tell me what you want. Cables, now, microscopes. Look, let's not get off on a misunderstanding. I'll get my own equipment. Tell me the bill for this and anything else that's been ordered. Well, it might be interesting for me to know these things. I thought you were moving in to take care of Liza's baby, in return for which she set you up in a rabbit. That was not my understanding. I can say But you did make an honest mother out of her. I know, I know. And from where you're sitting, I'm a sort of a scientific gigolo. Well... Now, look. For six years, I've had a good practice. I've been miserable, but I had a good practice, and I'm not broke. I want to do research now, and this seems like the opportunity. Oh, I see. I didn't marry Miss Madden for free rent. She did something for me. I don't know what. She... Well, she's different. Perhaps that's it. I hope you know what you're doing, Rabbit Man. Do you like it? I ordered the whole thing yesterday. You tell her, Doc. I'll scram. Well, it's, it's very thoughtful of you. Look, this one's named Felton, isn't it? Yes. There's a tag on his neck. Mm-hmm. The other one's the lady one. Oh, isn't she sweet? Very. Well, everything's all right, isn't it? Of course, you haven't got a sitting room. We're using that for the baby. Oh, I'll sit with the rabbits. They won't mind. <laughs> I don't mean that you can't come over sometimes. You can come for meals. Well, that's fine, you know. I'm beginning to feel vaguely related to you. You, uh, you don't eat a big dinner, do you? Yes, tremendous. Oh. Oh, well, I'll tell Mary Lou. You see, when I'm working, I eat a tomato salad at 5.30. Oh, thanks. Well, I'll come for lunch sometime. I don't eat any. Breakfast? I eat that in bed at 10. Oh, well, never mind. I'll come over occasionally for a spot of cribbit. Well, look at that. What? Three, four, five. What six. are you counting? Rabbit. Seven, eight. But they're just Sultan and the lady one in that crate. They was. At this moment, Mr. and Mrs. Sultan are eight. Ooh! 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 What's going on? The boot. Uh, what is this? Oh, the boot. Nothing. It's just Butch and I. Butch! His name's Corey. And pick him up off that cold floor right away. Well, I had to call him something. Junior doesn't seem right, considering my temporary position here. Give him to me. Well, why have you got him up at this hour? It's almost two o'clock. Well, he woke up crying a while ago, so I thought I'd He isn't play crying him. now. No, but you see... Well, he's going right straight back to bed. Well, I'll put him to bed. I will put him to bed? All right, but easy now. Watch his head. I am. There. Now, how's that, Corey? Now, the cover. That's right. That's him in. Now, wait. I don't think he wants all that. I know how to do this. After all, he is my baby. And mine, too. He is... Oh, but I... I guess he's our baby. Oh, come on. Let's hope he goes back to sleep. What are you doing? Fixing these covers. There, there. You'll probably get some sleep if you just leave him alone. Come on, we can close the door now. Think you'll be all right? What? Sure. But it's so late to have him up. I'm not worried about him. I'm worried more about his mother. Me? You're worried about me? Why? Well, you do keep horrible hours. Oh, that's always the way in the theater. Well, the work's too hard. I always thought acting was easy, you know, like testing mattresses. When I met you. <laughs> it isn't. You know, you're the first actress I've ever met. And I'd like to know something. What? I'd like to know if you ever get nervous on the stage. Always on an opening night. Uh-huh. I guess it's something like a foreign operation. I always get nervous. Butterflies down here. I'd say you work pretty hard yourself. Well, I'm halfway through my experiment, and it's still holding up. Good. I knew you could work it out. How are Mr. and Mrs. Felton, by the way? Fine. The brightest great-great-great-grandparents I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, we should go to bed. Get some rest and some sleep. I know. I'll probably look awful tomorrow. It'll take more than staying up all night to do that. What? Make you look awful. <laughs> well, I've been married three months. My husband finally pays me a compliment. That's progress. <laughs> Hello. Is Miss Madden finished yet? Yep. Finale is just over. I'd like to see her, please. You're Mr. Madden, ain't you? Yes. First door on the right. Yes, who is it? Miss Madden. Oh, Corey, come in. Well, what are you doing here? Oh, I, I thought I'd drop by. Well, sit down. Where till I get this makeup off? You don't mind, do you? It's always like this in the theater. Oh, thanks. Let's push that stuff on the floor. That's right. Liza, darling. Well, where are we going tonight? Oh, I'm sorry, but I can't tonight. Rick, this is my husband, Dr. McBain. How are you, Doctor? 
I didn't know you were going to be here. Oh, that's all right. I, I just dropped in. I yes, dropped. she's going to take me home tonight. Well, we'll make it again, huh? Sure. Good night, sir. Good night, darling. And don't forget that kiss. <laughs> Thanks. So long. See you again, Doc. <clears throat> well, I, uh, I didn't mean to break up anything, Miss Madden. Oh, don't be silly. He's just my leading man. And by the way, when you're in the theater, you might as well call me by my first name. It's, uh... Liza, in case Oh, yes, I knew. Uh, Liza. Corey, why are you here? To tell you about my rabbit. Oh. The Sultan's doing just as well? No, it isn't that. You see, it's really something to celebrate. I sent my first report to the foundation the other day. And? And I just got a wire from Chicago offering me a $25,000 fellowship to carry on my experiment there. Corey, why didn't you tell me? I just did. I'm so very happy. I thought you'd be interested. After all, you bought the rabbit. However, I paid off Buddy for everything it's cost you so far and the rent for the rest of the year. And I don't like that guy, Bacon. Are you in love with him? <laughs> no, of course not. Mm, well, he kissed us. Oh, but he kisses everybody. He thinks they like it. Oh, do they? Oh, I don't know. I don't think any woman likes to be kissed unless it's the right man. Oh, well, there ought to be signals. There are. How? You'll learn. I said you're making progress. Come on, let's celebrate. <laughs> Isn't he just a darling when he sleeps like that? With his hand under his cheek? Yes, isn't he? Uh-oh. That sounds like four o'clock, if it is. Well, it's time for both of us to be in bed. Good night. Corey. Yes? Corey. Thanks for grand evening. Well, maybe we can celebrate again when, when I get back. Oh. Where are you going? Chicago, for the foundation. Oh, I didn't realize that. And it'll... Well, it will give you a chance to get a divorce. Divorce? Well, what divorce? For me? I think you've proved to the welfare committee you're a fit mother. Which will be yours by law in a little while, you know. So that kind of washes me up. But I didn't plan for it to happen this way, though. That was part of the agreement, remember? Everything's happening so fast. Can't we just forget the agreement? Do you want to, Liza? Yes. You don't want me to forget the divorce? Mm-mm. Never, darling. Is that the signal? <laughs> darling, how fast you progress. Good morning, Mary Lou. Morning, Miss Liza. Uh, what's the matter with you on such a lovely morning? Lovely? It's raining out. And what you doing up in such hour? I'm getting the doctor's breakfast myself this morning. What does he specially like? Living bacon. Miss Liza, whatever's the matter with you? Where's the bacon? Miss Liza, you got an awful happy contentment look. What you been doing, I should know about. Find that bacon, Mary Lou, and quit acting like a policeman. Yes, who is it? Corey, let me hear. Oh, Francis, what are you doing here? Oh, what do you think? I live in the building now. Well, all right, so what? So I had an idea when I read this in this morning's paper. Dr. Corey T. McBain has been awarded a fellowship of $25,000 for pneumonia research. I know all about it. Now, thanks. Now, if you're... Corey, you're not grateful. I came down to congratulate you. You're not going to get a dime. I didn't say anything about money. You don't have to. You ooze blackmail. But $25,000 can buy a lot of letters. The rabbits couldn't eat that much. Now, look, I'm married quite happily so. I got to bed awfully late last night. You want to congratulate me? Go home and send a wire. I just wanted to tell you that I'm invited down to South America. Good. Now get out of here. And that I could use five or ten thousand. I wouldn't give you a rusty razor blade to let out a hem. You're still bad-tempered, Corey. Now, Francis, please go home. I I'm going to take a shower. We'll just see if you can't loan me a little money. Get my long distance. I want to put in a call to the Buenos Aires, the Hotel Callejo. That's right. Yes. Charge of the document Bain's apartment. Oh, I didn't realize that. Pardon me for interrupting, Mrs. McBain. Not at all, Mrs. McBain. Who's out there, Liza? Yes, she's here, dear. I'll be out in a second, Liza. I'm taking a shower. And I'm only waiting for a telephone call. And I'm Little Red Riding Hood bringing some goodies to the wolf. <laughs> Uh, 
After a brief intermission, Mr. DeMille presents Kay Francis and George Brent in the third act of The Lady is Willing. Now, Sally says there's one question that's practically guaranteed to make a woman mad. That is, if she knows anything about housekeeping. It's this. Do you work or just keep house? If it didn't make you so mad, you'd probably be flattered. Because if you can run your house, do the cooking and cleaning and dishwashing without looking as though you did some real honest-to-goodness work, you're pretty smart. And I'll lay you a little bet, Sally, that on the shelf in the kitchen in homes like that, you'd find a big box of new, improved Lux for dishes. For with this gentler than ever Lux in the dishpan, busy hands stay soft and smooth and well-groomed. Now, when most of us are busier than we've ever been, doing our own housework and a lot of war work besides, we certainly appreciate that. Yes, Sally, and even if you've let your hands get red and rough from strong dishwashing soaps, they'll soon regain their natural loveliness if you'll just change to new, improved Lux for your dishes. In actual laboratory tests, women with red, rough dishpan hands change to gentle Lux suds, and in from two to seven days, their hands improved. Soon they were soft and lovely again. These women used no creams or lotions on their hands. They just changed to Lux. Now, isn't that an easy way to lovelier hands? Try it, and see for yourself how thrifty it is, too. For new, improved Lux gives richer, longer-lasting suds than ever. The mildest, safest Lux ever made, it's better than ever for every soap and water job. Now, our producer, Mr. DeMille. George Brent and I will get Kay Francis' North African story for you when the play is over. But now the curtain rises on Act Three of The Lady is Willing, starring Kay Francis and George Brent. Very definitely, Dr. McBain is in the doghouse. Liza Madden came, saw, and made up her mind. And when Liza makes up her mind, things happen. Like the tornado that's sweeping through her apartment right now. Hello? Hello. The manager, please. Now what, Liza? And do you always need me at a weird hour? It isn't ten yet. Hello? This is Miss Madden. Send up a carpenter right away. I want the show closed. Huh? Get me the janitor, then. Ken, how soon can we start the tour in Boston? Hello? I don't care, just somebody with a hammer and nails. We've canceled twice already. All right, he'll do. And make those good and strong nails, too. Look, will you tell me what this is all about? I will was Will you just... answer my question? When can we close the show? And when can we open in Boston? Now, wait a minute, Liza. I don't know what this is all about either, but... I just want to get out of here. That's what it's all about. Well, don't stand there. You're my manager. When can we open? Tuesday? Could be, if you believe in miracles. Well, I happen to. Get going. Uh, if I'm not too inquisitive, dearie, what's the idea of getting a carpenter up here? So we can nail that door shut. What did you think? The doctor's door? Oh. Yes. Oh! And if you so much as let that phony rabbit connoisseur in here, I'll break every bone in his body and a few in yours. Now scatter. Get train reservations for tomorrow. Help Mary Lou pack. Get the baby things together. Get out the notice. <laughs> Hello? Hello, yes, this is Ken Henlon. All right, I'll take it again once over lightly and get it this time. We're closing the show and opening the tour in Boston. Yes, Boston. Well, what do you think it's doing to my ulcers? Just get the scenery up there if you have to carry it and then stick it together with mayonnaise if necessary. Mary Lou, answer the doorbell and say no. Yes, sir? All right, so it's impossible. Just have the whole works there on Tuesday. Uh, no, sir, we don't want... Oh, Dr. McBain, I can't let you in here, Miss Liza. Where is he? Now, look here, Doctor. Where's Liza? Whoa, just a second, Doctor. Finish whatever you're doing, Mary Lou. Okay, Miss Buddy, but y'all monkeying with TNT. Now, hold on, Doctor. This marriage thing's going too far. It's becoming very inconvenient. Why don't you let it cool off for a while? I've got to talk to Liza. I'll talk to you. But I've got to see her. She thinks... Oh, no. No, she doesn't think. Not often. She just reacts with her heart. And right now, she is reacting. Buddy, I must see her. Don't make like a good little boy scout and run along. I've been around this mill for a long time, and I'll take care of everything for you. After all, you are comparatively new in the family. But I tell her that what she saw had nothing to do with the facts, that I was taking a shower... Okay, okay, it sounds complicated, but I think I can get across. Now, scram. Liza? Well, home early tonight. Mm-hmm. How'd the performance go? All right, I guess. Look, Liza, what is it? What's wrong? Nothing, nothing, buddy. Looks like you're going to have a swell run here, doesn't it? 
say so. Opening night was terrific. All Boston turned out. Yeah. Reviews were swell. I guess so. Then what are you knocking yourself out for? Why don't you do something about it, Liza? Why don't you do what you ought to do? Call Corey and tell him that... Buddy, I've been all over that. I'm not going to call him or see him. Yeah, but you and that poor guy... Buddy! Okay, okay, okay. How's the baby? Does he keep all right? Well, finally. He's fretted for a long time, though. I better look at him. He's been that way ever since we left New York. Is he asleep? Yes. Does he seem all right to you? No. No, he's got a fever. And he's breathing funny. Buddy. Buddy, call a doctor. Miss Madden. Yes, Dr. Golding. Miss Madden, your baby has an acute mastoiditis. That's serious, doctor? Mm, quite. It's a good thing it didn't go much further. We'll have to operate as soon as we can get him to a hospital. Oh, no. No, you, you can't operate. Now, look, Liza. Dr. Golding knows what he's doing. But I don't want them to operate on him. Corey's not here. Corey can do it. Oh, honey, now you're talking. It's going to be all okay, doctor. Uh, who is Corey? Uh, Dr. McBain, my husband. Call him, buddy. I want Corey. Tell him I... I need him. Why don't you drink that coffee, honey? It'll make you feel better. Why is it so long? Why can't I see my baby? What are they doing to him? They're taking blood tests. Dr. Golding said you could see him in a little while. Buddy, nothing can happen to him. Nothing's going to, Liza. Dr. McBain is here. Oh, oh, Corey. Oh, I'm such an awful fool. No, no, Liza. <laughs> they, they want to operate on Butch. He, he won't let him with you. No, no, of course not. Not unless you say so. All right, Dr. Golding, let's see the baby. That's so swollen and tender. What's the red count, Doctor? Here's the chart. Recheck just before you got here. He doesn't wake up. Just sleep, sleep. It's all right, dear. They've given him something to make him sleep. I administered sulfapyridine, but... Uh... Mm-hmm. I see. No affirmative results? None. What's the area? Rather large, but still local. Uh, do you want to see the x-ray? Corey, look at me. You've got to tell me. What does it all mean? Liza, we're not hiding anything from you. I had to know all this quickly. Uh, I thought it was just a little cold. Oh, no, this is much more than a cold. He's very sick, but we can help him. How, Corey? How? We've got to operate. <laughs> Tell Dr. Golding I'm ready to hear and ask if I may assist him. Yes, Doctor. Right away. Corey, you mean you're not going to do it? No. But don't let anyone else do it. I'll be there, Liza. Corey, you can't. You've got to do it. You don't understand, Liza. Golding's one of the best there is, and, and I'm scared to death. He's our kid, Liza, and I can't operate. I just couldn't do it. But you've got to. But look, darling, I'm not a doctor now. I'm a scared and worried father. Every second I have that knife in my hand, I'd be thinking if something goes wrong. Something was wrong. And if I did, I'd be seeing it in your eyes every time you look at me all the rest of my life. Corey, I know you're scared. But I also know that Dr. Golding's one of the best. But I couldn't live through those awful minutes of you being there without leaning against the thought that Corey's there. His father. My husband. Now, I only talk. Liza. And if, if anything goes... Well, if don't worry about how I'd look at you. I'd know, Corey. I'd know that Dr. Golden, that nobody in the world could have done more for him than his father did, and I'd be even more like Even more like Yes, darling. I'll try. I'll try, Liza. Nobody would have known it but you. There's a room. Sit close for a while, will you? Yeah. And don't let her know that this was just the easiest part. We've got 10 or 12 hours of test going till we know if we'll make it. Right, Doctor. It wasn't even a little while ago. How is he? I don't know. He seems terribly hot. Oh, that's all right. Expect that. Corey. Yes? Tell me the truth. He is going to get well, isn't he? Why, of course he is, darling. Come on, the nurse can look after him. Let's go over here by the window. 
Sit down. I want to talk to you about the other morning. Yes? The morning you came to my apartment. I was hoping you'd tell him. And then, oh, Lydie, you've got to tell me that you believe me. That couldn't have been me or you. It was so long ago. Didn't happen, Tori. Didn't happen. Liza? Yes, buddy, over here. Liza, you should come now. You're going to get a little rest before curtain time. No, buddy, I'm not going. Liza, darling, I think you should. No. Then Dr. McBain thinks you should. I couldn't say today. I, I can't until I know. But you have a show to do. No one would expect me to. No one but me. You? Liza, there was a moment earlier this morning. A moment when I wanted to run out of surgery and, and hide. I don't know why I didn't. Unless it was because of you and what you told me. Well, the trust you seem to have in it. An awful lot more than I had in myself. But don't you see? Sure, I see. I see that you've got a job to do, too. Oh, not just a performance for a lot of people in a theater. It's, it's something for us. For you. And for me. And for Butch. Is it? Of course it is. And you'll do it, Liza. I know you will. I'll try. I'll come to you as soon as there's any news. Nurse. Nurse, how is he? The doctor's waiting for you in the room, Miss Madden. Corey. Darling. Oh, why didn't you come for me? How is he? Come over here. Liza. Look. Why, he's, he's sleeping. With his hand on his feet, just like he used to. Yes. And feel. Well, he isn't hot anymore. Oh, he's going to get well, isn't he? Yes, darling. Oh, Corey. I stayed right here. I've watched him come back. And I told him, I told him how proud he'd be of his mother someday. Oh, but you did everything. What you did was so much more, much more. We're proud. Corey T. McBain, Jr., and his father. Corey. What? Look, he's waking up. He's trying to talk. Why, he can't talk yet, dear. Soon, maybe. A couple of months. But listen. Say something, darling. Say something for us. What did I tell you? You can talk. Before our stars return for a curtain call, here's a Monday morning job that's changing a bit these days. Six sheets, four pillowcases, eight bath towels. Mm, I guess that's about all. Yes, listing the clothes to be sent to the laundry is a shorter job these days, for more and more women are doing more of their washing at home. And they're finding new, improved Lux, ideal care for more and more of their washables. Here are some hints to help you do an efficient job of home washing. Don't let stockings and underthings pile up. Lux them every night so perspiration doesn't injure them. Whether you do your colored things in washing machine or tub, always do them separately. And always Lux them. New Improved Lux is the mildest, safest ever made to help save colors, keep them fresh and brilliant longer. Lux the children's things before they're really soiled. Then it's so much easier to get them clean, and you'll find they'll last longer with frequent luxing. New Improved Lux, with its gentler, richer, longer-lasting suds, is care more washables need these wartime days. Curtains, bedspreads, household linens, men's shirts and socks, all your colored things. They'll wear better, stay new-looking longer. And that's mighty important today when fabrics may be irreplaceable. Strong soaps or rubbing with cake soap can make washables wear out before their time. Don't risk using them. Your dealer has new improved Lux now in the same familiar box. Get a generous big box tomorrow and see for yourself that Lux things last longer. Now, here's Mr. DeMille. Ladies and gentlemen... In the next 60 seconds, we're going to give you a scene from our play for next week, and then I'll introduce our stars again. Can you guess the play? Listen. Rescue car! Rescue car! What boat is he? What boat? The desert cop! He's on Satan's toe! Driven hard to taking up back! They say the Southern Cross screamed like a woman when she tore into that reef. Like a woman dying in pain. Did you hear that, Dan? Shut up. You knew the Southern Cross was going to strike, didn't you? 
but you didn't know that girl was on board. It wasn't the ship who screamed. It was that girl. I don't believe it. I don't believe she's down there. We don't know, Dan, but some woman is down there under ten fathoms of green water, all alone in a dead ship, where the shark and the giant squid move through the shadows. You murdered the Southern Cross, Dan, and you murdered the woman you love. Have you guessed the name of our play for next week? If you haven't, we'll give you the answer later. But now, as George Brent and Kay Francis step back to the footlights, we turn from fictional adventure to the real-life adventures of Kay Francis. Spin me on, Kay. Item number one we want to know about your North African trip is how you got there. I flew through the air with the greatest of ease, George, and a little attack on the side. <laughs> I imagine the boys in North Africa were glad to see some glamour for a change. If anyone could see us in trench coats, slacks, tin hats, and boots and call it glamour, they were wearing rose-colored glasses, or they'd been out there for a good long time. And incidentally, Mr. DeMille, we did our own laundry. And I'll give you one guess on what I used. Well, I'd, uh, I'd say Lux, Kay, if That's I thought right. you could get it in North Africa. Lux is right, and we got it from the PX stores. That's the post exchange. Your task force had Carol Landis, Mitzi Mayfair, and Martha Ray beside yourself, didn't it, Kay? Yes, and what a grand bunch of girls. Naturally, travel was sometimes strenuous and we got a bit tired. But everybody took things as they came. It was that time that we were flying from one airfield to another in Africa. I was asleep in the plane when someone took a shot at us. An officer wanted to wake me up, but Mitzi said, All oh, of us sleep. We haven't been hit yet. <laughs> she must be a realist. But uh, didn't you stay on the ground at all, Kay? Oh, yes. And underground, too. Spending a few hours in a crowded air raid shelter is the quickest way I've ever found to get to know people. What sort of places did you use for theater, Kay? We put on shows in airplane hangars, George, and in mess halls, mission huts, and just on the back of trucks in the middle of the desert. Well, on stages like that, you soon find out what entertainment can mean, don't you? Well, after watching our fighters and gunners shoot down jerrys and planes, and hearing our girls sing in an air raid shelter with bombs bursting outside, it's a little hard to worry about the things we're going to do without here. I, I don't believe you have much time to worry anyway. While she's at home in Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen, Kay is one of the moving spirits in the hospital unit of the Naval Aid Auxiliary, which is doing extremely valuable work in the naval hospitals here and elsewhere. Now, George, are you ready to make a guess on that one-minute drama you heard a minute ago? Could it be from one of your own pictures? Could be. In fact, it is. For next week's play will be Reap the Wild Wind. And our stars will be the same fine players who headed the screencast, Ray Milland and Paulette Goddard. You just make it as exciting as the picture, CB, and you'll have a hit. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. And don't forget, we have a date for the hurricane next week. Our sponsors, the makers of Lux Flakes, Join me in inviting you to be with us again next Monday night when the Lux Radio Theater presents Ray Milland and Paulette Goddard in Reap the Wild Wind. This is Cecil B. DeMille saying good night to you from Hollywood. Heard in tonight's play were Arthur Q. Bryan as Ken, Anne Duran as Buddy, Lillian Randolph as Mary Lou, and Leon Ledoux, Verna Felton, Norman Field, Marla Shelton, Fred Mackay, Charles Seal, Eddie Marr, and Wally Mayer. Our music was directed by Louis Silver. Our Lux Radio Theater production of The Lady is Willing, starring Kay Francis and George Brent, has come to you with the good wishes of the makers of Lux Flakes, the tissue-thin soap used by smart housewives everywhere. This is your announcer, John M. Kennedy, reminding you to tune in next Monday night to hear Ray Milland and Paulette Goddard in Reap the Wild Wind. A lot of folks are saying... Food rationing and shortages had me worried. I don't want my family to become tired, nervous, and vitamin deficient, yet it takes so many food points to get enough vitamin-rich food. Don't worry, lady. You can save those precious food points. Get unrationed and low-point foods and take extra vitamins. Get VIMS. VIMS give you all the essential vitamins and minerals. VI for vitamins, double MS for minerals. Get them all in VIMS. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.